You have one new voicemail message. Message received 15th October at 5.46am. Hey, I'm back. Um, sorry I missed your call. You know, I was... You know, I don't actually have a good excuse. My phone was on silent. But, um, look, I was just thinking about the Tuhoi raids and why people need to remember them. Why New Zealanders shouldn't forget. It's because the Tuhoi raids in 2007 were not the only time Tuhoi had been raided. And if we forget stuff like that, then it's going to happen again and again. Not just to the Tuhoi people, but anyone. I don't know. I think that's why we should, we ought to remember stuff like that. Anyway, um, call me back. Um, yeah, I'll talk to you soon. Fucking floor is somebody. So we're going to start this episode off with letters to the editor uh, from In the Thick of the Ink. Now, all of the letters that we're about to read actually come from the 15th of October, 2007 to the 24th of October, 2007. Um, the Odawetta raids happened in the early hours of the morning on the 15th of October, uh, but obviously it took a day or two to hit the headlines and then a week for people to really understand how they feel about them and actually get the letters to the editor. First letter. How can there possibly be room for even the concept of something like Tuhoi Nation in this day and age? Should every little splinter group of dissatisfied people be able to seal off remote areas and breed armies? The boy racers wanting no speed limited nation of New Plymouth? The we want to walk our dogs with no leash nation in Mungify? This mentality leads to civil war. The police were completely correct to nip it in the bud. It is not Maori bashing. It is a national necessity. Bill from Hearn Bay. I hate when people are in the wrong, but they got bars. Yo, like the boy up. racers wanting no speed limit nation of New Plymouth. You that's kind of fire. You can't that's tell that's me that. You you can't, <laughs> like, that's funny. Like, you, you crushed it, Bill. Yeah, yeah, you crushed it. You, you crushed mad it. ignorant, bro, but you got bars. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, like, I don't know if Bill understands the idea of how nations and countries are created. Yeah. You are dissatisfied with the current rule or whatever and you go to further land and just say you're a nation. You know, you fill out some paperwork, ETC. Literally. But that's how it happens. So people can do that and have. I mean, that's what countries are just social constants. Bro, borders, borders don't exist, Bill. Yeah, borders, it's just lines on a I map. I want you to Google history of Asia real quick. <laughs> <laughs> to clear some things up. Tuhoi Nation refers to the traditional lands of Nai Tuhoi um, in Uruweta. Tuhoi Nation was a term coming in from the 1990s, while New Zealand was slowly recognizing that they have uh, taken a lot of land. Taken, stolen, theft, you know, any synonyms that come to mind. The crown really taken a lot, (sighs) more than they signed up for. Uh, Tuhoi also never signed the Treaty of Waitangi. Yeah, that's a key... Kind of wild, right? Um, all the treaty negotiations, as we've talked about uh, many times in Unpack, the British had thought uh, Maori iwi ceded sovereignty. Uh, I use thought in quotes. 
because we really don't know what they were thinking. Um, But Bill offensively whittles down the Iwi uh, to a group of dissatisfied people that remain in remote areas. Honestly, the word breed never gets easier to read. No, it's it's not good. That is disgusting. Also tells me he's never been outside of Auckland. Yeah, like the comparison of Iwi being dissatisfied with the crown to boy races who don't want a speed limit. Like it was bars, but also mad disrespectful. Mad disrespectful, (laughs) Is this the first time you've seen Iwi dissatisfied with the crown? (laughs) I want you to go north or south, bro. um, Open your eyes, my guy. However, because this is an Iwi group on lands that were never given to the crown, it's a situation globally that we've never seen before. Yeah. Next letter. I am a Maori and I am a police officer. In the past, I have been embarrassed for some reason or another at my choice of occupation because of the actions of others. Now, however, I am embarrassed at being a Maori because of the actions and comments of people such as Mike King and Mrs. Hodomir and Sharples. Perhaps they ought to sit back a moment and think through the bigger picture before they open their mouths and make ill-informed comments. Race-based? Absolute rubbish. Criminally-based? Absolutely. Once the story comes out, they will realize how foolish they are. Will we hear public apologies then? I won't hold my breath. Sharples thinks this has set race relations back 100 years. What if Tamaiti had succeeded in his alleged ambitions? Have they also forgotten that white folk were also involved in this group? That it was said that white men will die? Grow up, people. Get a life. And join the rest of us in the real world. It's quite nice. From name and address withheld. Join the rest of There's bars, then there's this. But also, we could even talk for probably half an hour about the name and address withheld. Because this just shows how small New Zealand is. Oh, straight up. Being Māori, being a police officer, if they said their name and their address, they've got people at their door the next day. Not only are they losing their job as a police officer, but people are at their door. Yeah, 100%. Also, imagine signing off a letter being like, yo, join the rest of us in the real world. That was... Name and address withheld, though. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Like, if you're going to say it with your chest, say it with your chest. <laughs> exactly. You know? Say what you at. Yeah. Whoever this person is, though, they know that they are representing a very unpopular opinion within their demographic. The person they've referenced, uh, Peter Sharples, among the people they are embarrassed about, um, had said that, yep, the two Hoi raids set race relations back 100 years. Yeah. A quote uh, from an article in the newspaper, when it suits this country, it invokes the rulings of the United Nations such as Terrorism Suppression Act. But when it comes to supporting the rights of indigenous people as passed by the UN, it turns its butt. Which, like, were facts. You know, New Zealand decided that one overruled the other and that the nas- and that national security trumped supporting its indigenous peoples, which, you know, are also affected by their national security. Exactly. It's a bit of a double whammy there, yeah. right? Whoever this person is also referenced the fact that one day they will apologize for supporting Tuhoi in this. Did that stand the test of time? No. And sorry to spoil the story, but the charges were dropped. Mm-hmm. Police actually acted on evidence they received unlawfully. I mean, say, for example, if we think that there's somebody who wants to murder us, okay, we can't just, like, break into their house, <laughs> find evidence, and be like, hey, look at this. No, that is yeah. illegal. Now, their act of wanting to murder us also isn't good, but yeah. we can't get that evidence unlawfully. we got to play by the rules. Yeah. 
But in this case, the court concluded that the gravity of the police impropriety was such that, honestly, impropriety, unnecessary big word. I was about to say, hold on, why is that in the... Yeah, exactly. Yo, come on, court. <laughs> so essentially saying the police wrongdoing was such that admitting the evidence would undermine the public perception of justice, given that the accused were not charged with any intention to participate in further offending. Next letter. Why all of a sudden are these raids a matter of race? Did it ever occur to Peter Sharples that this is an issue of breaking the law? Or should Maori be considered above the law? There were several people arrested from environmental groups around the country as well. Is he trying to say they were all Maori? I resent his comments and don't feel that as a New Zealander, I should be classed as a racist because I want to live in a country where setting of napalm bombs is illegal. Fiona from Sandringham. I think the most interesting part of Letters to the Editor is how people sign off. Like, people (laughs) will say the most succinct, well-thought-out nuance, taking in a lot of considerations. Then the last sentence is just like, man, I don't know about that. Like, I don't think anybody is specifically calling you as an individual racist. Fiona, you've inserted yourself I was about to into say. the conversation. You think anybody's pulling up to send you? I'm like, yo, Fiona. I racist. maybe up to this. I don't know. New Zealand's small. I don't know how many Fionas there are in Sandringham, but yeah. <clears throat> so everybody in these letters so far seems to be bringing up the fact that Tuhoi Nation, as well as others across the country, were breaking the law. Um, this was because of the widespread footage of military-style training camps happening in Uruweta. Let's start a little bit before then, though. Let's get a little bit of a look at our main character, Tamaiti. Iti was already known to authorities uh, for shooting the Australian flag in Waitangi uh, in replacement of a New Zealand one um, in honor of the 1860s East Cape War. That's correct. New Zealand had a war. I don't know if anybody learned that. (laughs) Well, we didn't learn that in school. I was about to say. This also reminds me of Honeheke, who we've talked about in a previous episode. Correct. How is that kind of linked? Well, Honeheke uh, chopped down the flagstaff that was flying the Union Jack, uh, I believe twice. Yeah. Um, And I feel like the entire symbolism of setting your flag on somebody else's land, bit disrespectful. Yeah, quite. And that is quite disrespectful, but publicly protesting and firing a shotgun in a public place is also not great. Correct. Not <laughs> great. Not, yeah, not Can't really. Lie. I'm all about you protesting, bro. 100%. I'm going to be there with you. I understand. And also, for what you're protesting on, 100% with oh, you, my team. with you there. There are children in the crowd, my brother. Yeah. Like, I understand the vision, but mm. I can also see the people pushing back saying that's not the way to go forward with it. And Tom E.T. received, yep, yeah, charges. Uh, charges were laid on him for firing a shotgun in a public place. Um, at least they weren't for excessive protesting. Yeah. Um, so I feel like the police were kind of like, I, we kind of understand what you was trying to get at, my <laughs> brother. <laughs> um so when they received word that there was a military-style training camp uh, where people were allegedly using napalm bombs, um, testing out Molotov cocktails and flanking maneuvers, um, and they saw Tommy Iti in the, in the camera, they were yeah, like, "Yeah, you connect the two, right, brother. Yeah, we might have to go. Yeah, we'll uncover more of that story later in the episode. Uh, but Fiona is also correct in saying that other places were raided in New Zealand. Next letter, Charles Darwin sought to establish the concept of race among people when he penned the title of his work. Origin of the Species, or Struggle for Survival Among the Favored Races. This concept of race is entirely illusory. Europeans have been fantasizing about their own superiority for centuries. The Christian holy book, begun some five millenniums ago, 
tells a different story. It asserts all humanity originates from a couple who were themselves created directly by God. This is attested to by all of science, genetics, linguistics, psychology, anatomy, philology, biology. There are no races but one race, the human race, from G.J. in Rotorua. Not going to lie, G.J. sounds like the type of person that thinks they're the smartest in every single room. Like, I'm not discrediting anything that G.J. has said. I mean, I haven't looked it up myself, but, I mean, the confidence with which they penned this letter, it sounds as though it's all correct. He referenced referenced Origin of the Species by Charles Darwin and was almost like the Christian holy book. Bro, what is philology? That's why I don't... What is philology? We had to Google that. We had to... uh, there's, There's so much in this letter... But I have to say that I don't think it's a coincidence that this was also written at the time of the Tuhoi raids. Yeah. Like, why can't we all just get, like, racism even at why y'all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why y'all mad? But there's in his third eye, like, yo, my brother, listen. Charles yeah, Darwin really didn't want this for us. There's in a time and place for all comments. I don't think now was the time. How about we just talk about our feelings about race? Yes. Its existence. Yeah, it's not necessarily a time and place. Not, not, not right now, uh, but... GJ did have some points. Yeah. Europeans were the first to explore continent on continent that we know of, faster than anyone. And they actually created the hierarchy of races. Uh, when you read any historical document or honestly go on any YouTube channel about history, yeah. you'll see that Europeans kept documents and journals about the people that they met along their journeys. Mm. Um, and they literally detail people as if they were like animals. Yeah. Height, facial structures, like. Savages, also a popular term. Very, very popular. And because they've written about it, they are the masters of the narrative, making them appear supreme, which then led to white supremacy. Next letter. The fallout in our tourism industry resulting from the behavior of Tamaiti is potentially enormous. Tourists reading the words terrorism in New Zealand certainly will not be crawling over broken glass to get here. This individual requires shutting up so he does not embarrass this country anymore. He is giving good Māori a dreadful name. Dave from Rotorua. You know how I said before that with the letters to the editor, people write their great stuff at the start and then ruin it at the end? Correct. This is just all bad. This is just, <laughs> like, crawling over breaking glass sounds horrible. I don't want yeah. anybody to be crawling over broken glass to get anywhere, let alone to come to New Zealand. I mean, Absolutely. we've talked about it previously. People are so obsessed with the perception of this country more than they should be. And also the idea of a good Māori. Oh, yo. There's not a good anything. There's not a bad anything. We are a sum of so many million individual decisions. The idea of calling somebody good or bad based on what one that you see is just, it's it's not, it's not the vibe. It's not it. It's not, no. Also, from all the letters that we've read, that's the worst idiom to use. <laughs> like, oh, they're crawling over broken glass. Yo, oh. read the rest of the letters, bro. Yeah, I don't... You got yeah, the worst penmanship up. here. <laughs> Next letter. In the 19th century, the government unjustly confiscated land from Tuhoi, and Tuhoi had never received compensation. In 1916, an unjust police raid at Mongapohatu resulted in Tuhoi being wrongfully imprisoned. The indifference bordering on brutality shown to Tuhoi in that raid is recorded photographically in Judith Binney's 1979 book, Mihala. In October 2007, reports have exposed indifference bordering on brutality to peaceful children and families of Tuhoi at Ruotoki. 
Why can't we learn from injustices of the past? From Professor Ennis, pediatrician at Ruotoki, 1977 to 1978. You disagree with me? Come at me. Bro! You disagree with me? Come at me. This is my name. This is what I do. This is where I am in these years. Professor Ennis said pull up. Yo, now he gets an applause. I'm giving it to him. Absolutely. I'm giving it to him. He gets an applause. Absolutely. That is the that's the most fire letter I think we've ever read out. And we don't <laughs> well, I can't get over the fact that he was like Just lift the just lift the yeah, come see me. Come see me. That's crazy. Professor Ennis, while we do love him right now, is spitting some factual information. Absolutely. That we don't even address in our school system and our education system. <laughs> We have the people of Tuhoiiwi living peacefully in Uruwera. Why are police raiding and also being so aggressive on this front? Yeah. We spoke about this in a previous episode in Side A, right? But global security is so real. Now, the government were fine with Tuhoi living how they did before they had squeezed them out of the coast, out of the land, out of the economy. But you can't tell me that before 2007, the government had no idea what was going on in Tuhoi. Yeah. You can't tell me that. Yeah. Because of all of the injustices that have happened in New Zealand to many different iwi around many different lands, North Island, South Island, the government have had tabs on everything. Absolutely. And you're telling me that they had no idea about this and they had to raid them? I don't know How they one. did? And not, in, not even in a pacifist way. Mm. You know how we love to pride ourselves, New Zealanders? Remember Rainbow Warrior? We were like, yo, we just peaceful on this, man. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. We're nope. not even trying to do any of this. They bombed us in our lands. All this. Yo, we put the iron fist out mm. to our indigenous people. Instead of doing it in a pacifist way, we literally took the iron fist. Children on school buses stopped yeah. in search. Mass arrests across the Uruweta. Horrifying scenes from our peaceful community. Yeah, it, it would have been traumatizing beyond belief. Exactly. How are you feeling? It's been a lot. Yeah? It's been a lot, but hey, this is why we do what we do. This is exactly why we do what we do. Let's go to a little bit of a lighter side. And when I say lighter side, we're heading down south. Mm. Let's go to the Otago Daily Times. Now, I know what you're thinking as a listener. Oh, God. <laughs> First letter. I am very concerned about possible terrorist activity in Dunedin. Every Saturday morning in the vicinity of the Dunedin railway station, throngs of people congregate at something known as the farmer's market. The place is swarming with environmental types. Their telltale hippie clothing gives them away. Surely this is just a cover for a terrorist network. Are the police even aware of this? Lock them all away, just in case, I say. Paul from Rosalind. Yo, Otago is behind the time. Can we just say, lock them all away just in case? Just in case. What type of state do you want to live in, Paul? Just in case. On the presumption of maybe a time. On people just congregate, just... Imagine if we locked people up on suspicion. Not even just suspicion. They're just, they're at the farmer's (laughs) market. And I'm not saying no crimes would be done at the farmer's market. Correct. I'm not saying that. Absolutely. But... I've been to plenty of farmers market, bro. I'm trying to just get some fruit and veg on a Sunday morning, bro. <laughs> we could okay. We could take this letter so many different ways. Let's take it seriously for one second. We're not saying that Paul isn't taking this seriously yeah. because the uh, because the brevity of the situation hasn't been articulated properly. Yeah. While we were going through several newspapers and several headlines from the Otago Daily Times, there were only two headlines. Yeah. 
about the Yoruba raids. Yeah, and that's how people got their information and news. Exactly. This is 2007. Mm. This letter is from two days after the protest in Wellington occurred on October 24th. We can't get mad at Paul joking about this. Yeah. Because, as you said, this is where Paul probably gets most of his news. He has no idea what's really going on. Mm, that's rough. But, hey, um, Saturday, no, Sunday I see the farmer's market. Yeah, yeah, yeah Sunday yeah, farmer's Sunday. market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Next letter. After spending a month in the United States, I was looking forward to coming home to a sane environment. Instead, I was greeted with the news of police raids on alleged terrorists. This heavy-handed approach mimics George Bush's form of governance, which seems to resemble fascism more than democracy. Frankly, I'm embarrassed for our country. Such police action seems more an effort to generate fear and express police bravado than to deal with serious threats to our society. Peter from Taiyidi Mouth. Ooh, that's an applause. That's a second applause. That's a second applause. I mean, this one is more for the comment. Yeah. The other one was because bro shot from the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we love it when people take the global perspective into yeah, the context, Yeah, brings right? another side to the conversation. Exactly. Aotearoa is at an interesting point in history, but let's also look at the point in history that Peter just left. 2007 in the United States, six years after 9-11. Mid-invasion of Iraq. George Bush, heavy-handed, yo, we getting them boys. Yeah. And he comes back to New Zealand like, ah, can't wait to just go can't back. To relax. You know, just, you know, hope Put the to, feet up. Exactly. Tell Maori alive and well. And we yeah. just, oh, oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. While most indigenous people across the world have had their culture stripped, people murdered and assimilated into the, into the nearest European superpower, New Zealand's Te Ao Maori remains alive and well. Now, that's in comparison to in other indigenous cultures in the other countries. Yeah. Also, I know this word gets thrown around heaps. Peter's describing fascism here. Yeah. There it is. That's the definition, folks. Mm. I know that we always throw fascist and fascism people around all the time. People love to throw the terms around. Here we are. Heavy-handed approaches to keeping a society either ultra-nationalist or for racial purity. The main aspect is the forceful oppression to anyone who defies a state in order to keep order or power. Yeah. Tabby. Mm-hmm. What's the most famous fascist order? I'm, I'm real curious. You know, I love my history, but I'm really curious to know if you know one of the biggest fascist points in the world. Is this what it's like to be on Beyond the Comment? Because if so, I hate it. Uh, honestly, I think it's escaping me. But once you, it's a type of thing, once you tell me, it'll be mm. on the tip of my tongue. I'll have right. it. I'll let you know right now. It's not Mussolini's Italy. It's not Nazi Germany. No? It's Sparta. Really? You remember the whole, the whole people like... people that everybody dress up at Halloween. Oh, yeah. Yikes. Like the whole Sparta thing, That's they were literally, they pretty much created fashion. <laughs> they were like, yo, if you're not us, yo, get in this hole, bro. <laughs> I don't want to hear no more of it. <sighs> but you'll hear more of us after the ad break. Unpack can't exist without you. For two plus years, Kai and I have recorded in his flat, my mum's office, my mum's old flat, and my dungeon-like friend's flat. Honestly, anywhere. We love what we do, but it isn't consistent or sustainable without the support of our patrons. For a few dollars a month, you can gain access to this... It's the idea that in getting married, the bride-to-be is shackling him and stealing him from the quote-unquote lads. Trapping him in a life of Thursday night missionary, Friday night book club, and Saturday brunch with the mother-in-law. This is the people need to know. Okay. They listen and love letters part one. Whoa. 
They need to know. So what happened with you two? Wow. <laughs> like, what happened to you two? Yo, why are you just dropping me in on this? So you sent the, you dropped the letter off, yeah. right? Uh-huh. You were talking during the day or whatever. Uh-huh. They received the love letter. Yes. I presume they read it. Who knows? Correct. What happens next? Okay, first of all. And this bonus content. I'm leaving the world a better place than it was before. So uh-huh. what does legacy actually mean to you in that context? Mum always told me not answer a question with a question. But before I answer that, I do, <laughs> I do, I do have to ask you a question. Is also like what, like if if you were just gonna open a dictionary right now, or like one sentence to define legacy, what do you think? Like, what do you think? Like the the master definition is love legacy. With those funds, we've been able to launch Coalesce, our storytelling company, at Coalesce and Set on Instagram, and PhD Unpacked, where we make long, drawn-out academic research more accessible and more consumable for y'all. At PhD Unpacked on Instagram. But hold on, pump the brakes. You don't have any spare dollars with the cost of living crisis? Hey, lass, I got you. Tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. Sharing Unpacked with a friend always has been and always will be the best way to support a pod. Share our content on social media, tell your auntie about it, listen to it at night with your significant other. Actually, that might be kind of weird if talking about whataboutisms and confirmation biases doesn't get you going like it does to me. But look, I gotta get back to my day job. (laughs) Um, Enjoy the rest of the episode. Next article is from Stuff, published October 14th, 2017. Headline says, Tuhoi community 10 years after the Udawada raids. Tagline says, a decade ago, a police search divided the nation. First comments from Mohi. So many so-called Kiwis commenting on this with a lot of ignorance and misguided information. Educate yourselves before you make a negative judgment toward the Tuhoi people. What happened to those people was a disgrace to the nation. They'd done nothing wrong. Most of you are just racist and want any excuse to point at Maori to say, look, proof that the Maori race is a disgusting race. Take a look at yourselves first. Here we are, man. Yeah, 10 years later. 10 years. We just read out what letters the editor from like the week after it happened. Yeah. And here we are, 10 years. Also, 10 years to the day. Mm, Timing. October, yep. And some people have taken it upon themselves, like Mohit, to actually learn on the matter. Um, Let's go through the article and tell you why people like Mohit are a bit pissed off. Yeah. The government ordered police to conduct the Uruweta raids. Now, in a quote-unquote free country, Mm -hmm. that should never really happen. The government should never be able to order the police and tell them what to do. Mm. Lawmaking and law enforcement should theoretically be separate. Mm. Now, the spectrum here is on the extreme, right? The police are the henchmen for the government, or the police are so detached from the government that a coup could possibly happen. Mm, Correct. The next quote from the article is, The Human Rights Commission received 31 complaints about police actions during the raids, including being stopped at a roadblock at Ruotoki and being photographed without consent. Now, you have no right to privacy in a public space. Uh You have have no expectation of privacy there. I don't need your consent to photograph you in public. No one does. And the last quote from the article Williams was detained at gunpoint on the lawn outside her workplace and told to lie face down for three to four hours. Now, this is just trash. Yep. Like, what does that achieve? It's just humiliating. It's horrible. The police officers who did that should have been charged and prosecuted. There's no way that's reasonable, proportionate, 
or lawful in any way, shape or form. Absolutely. And to have somebody lay down the face down. Yeah. And they're what, like outside their workplace? For four hours? For four hours. Just because of where they're from. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Next comment's from Lee. Yeah, it was the police search that divided the nation. Also, that's the tagline of the article, brother. <laughs> you didn't really do much here. Yeah. Now, from our point of view, we weren't actually in the country at the time in no. 2007. But we definitely saw the aftermath of the raids. I do remember seeing the granny footage on TV um, of people training, and it was shown on TV time and time again. And I kind of have this vivid memory of, like, these people are villains. Yeah. I'll say it because that's what the TV kind of portrayed them. That's when I remember seeing the granny foot. Apps, the same thing. Yeah. And I can't imagine villainizing these people to a nation scared of what possibly could become. And then you find out this is the indigenous community of New Zealand. Yeah. This is how we're treating them. Mm. Not only that, but these are people who have been wronged for centuries. Yeah. Next comment from Eden. Protesters of any sort are labeled terrorists, and if they make too much noise, the government will put them away for anything they can. The media broadcasted lies. It's easy for you to say that stuff because that wasn't your family. Those kids that were traumatized weren't your children. I think we got the third applause of the episode. This I is think, wild. I think it's, yeah, look, Eden is correct, and it's a common thing to see people talk about kids they don't have or even know in the comments, you know? It's... It's got to be frustrating for Tuhuetanga to see narratives about their rates and people who act like they were there when they most definitely were not. Absolutely. And if a group large enough speaks against the government, the government may move to silence you. It's just a way to keep the order and the power. I mean, look at the taxpayers' union. <laughs> Are they going to get raided next? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Next comments from Mohi. Racist everywhere. Don't belong in New Zealand. You are same people hating on immigrants. Maoris don't dislike immigrants. We dislike racist pigs who act like the colonizers of the past. And there are many of those types of people commenting on this thread. You should all move to an island and be lost racist people together. Now, in our very first Unpack episode, mm -hmm. it was somebody on the other side of the fence saying, True. Kick people off the island to touch. Yes. And we didn't like that comment then. So you Ooh. could say... Uh, we've grown, Tony. We've, uh, we've grown. We're seeing it on the other side. Look, I love the ideas mm -hmm. in this comment. Yes. The, the thing is, yeah, right? Like, it is kind of xenophobic, my brother. Like, I can, I can understand your hurt. I can understand your anger. I just don't think we can be I just don't know if we kicking can... people to it. You know, yeah. I'm in a tough position. But anyway, we'll move on from this ethical conundrum. <laughs> when Peter Sharple said that this set us back 100 years, he meant it. Absolutely. It absolutely did. Without a doubt. And the thing is, we read out a letter 10 years ago that was like, yo, Peter Sharple did not know what he was talking about, my yeah. brother. Here we are being like, no, he knew. No, you were right. You had that, you had that vision. He forecasted the weather like that. Like, <laughs> Next article is from New Zealand Herald. Published September 18th, 2020. Headlines is, Tuhoi on colonization. We are all still in it. Taglines is, 200 years of colonization. 200 years of harm, carnage, chaos, disappointment, pain, abject poverty. Really doesn't disappear with an event. Really does not disappear with a checkbook and a balance sheet. First comment comes from Kevin. 
Why does no one comment on the way Maori took over this country on their arrival here and their mistreatment of the six ethnic groups that were already here? I'm tired of these radicals trying to rewrite history to suit themselves. Oh, okay, go off. This is all. This all you, bro. This, this is, is your bread and butter. I can't believe that we are still seeing this comment. Yeah, four seasons into this, <laughs> this is the weakest argument ever. Okay, number one, Kevin's acknowledging that what Europeans did is also bad. I don't know if Kevin realizes that. Number two, Europeans rewrote history themselves. Yeah, to suit themselves, which is exactly why we're unpacking this. Literally, the entire writers' room knew it happened, but not the details. Mm. Third, and the last point that I'll bring up, I promise, you were literally commenting on it, Kevin. <laughs> you cannot start your comment and be like, yo, why is no one talking about this? Yeah. You are, my brother. You are. Bring something to the table. <laughs> and the Moriori myth has been debunked, and we've spoken about it on previous episodes. Y'all should hit the season two. Season two, please. Season two is pretty lit, to be yeah. honest. Imagine if we said the same things about Europeans. Sick of those radicals aiming to oh, rewrite history. We could, we could never. Imagine nip. that. We could never. Next comment from Kate. Um, isn't any squabbling over the treaty pretty much just a distract and divide to divert attention away from 1835, He Whakaputanga, Declaration of Independence, and the individual and collective sovereignty promised therein? Of course, treaty issues deserve remedy. But if the respect promised in 1835 was actually upheld, we would have an entirely different history and country, right? Thank God. There you go. Thank God. There you go. <clears throat> Every single history nerd has just got up and applauded. Mm. He Whakaputanga was signed in 1835, five years before Te Tiriti Yeah. Ratified a year later. It's literally the Declaration of Independence, Dabby. And look, and our history would be vastly, vastly different. Yeah. Especially in the case considering the major grievances in our history against Tuhu Nation have been by the Crown seizing land and not acknowledging any issues yeah. the Crown created for those people. What, we did that? Uh, oh, that wasn't us. I know who you're talking about. What are you talking about? Couldn't be me. Also, I'm not sure if anybody knows the He Whakaputanga, the Declaration of Independence. If anybody has seen that flag, that is, it looks like the England flag, but in the top left corner, there is that blue with the stars. Yeah. There you go. Mm. That's that. And if you ever see that flag, you know those people know what they're talking about. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. Next comment from Tor. These types of articles are so uninspiring and depressing. You really need to change your attitude to life instead of holding on to the past injustices. If this is what the Atomodiki are learning, then what a bleak and hopeless future. Why not tell us about the many great projects that Tuhoi are working on instead? I'm at a loss for this comment. I'm in the middle, bro. How so? Because... Toa really acting like they didn't learn about the English Civil War in history. <laughs> We'd stay learning about atrocities and injustices. Yeah, you're right. But that's because we need to focus on them to not mm. repeat them, right? Yeah. Imagine if the entire history class was side A of Unpack. Oh. No, I mean, is, that's boring, bro. I mean, to be honest, a lot of history classes just a side A of Unpack. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I mean, a lot of history classes shut us off after the first seven episodes. <laughs> I'm sorry. But I feel like also Toa's comment. It's kind of saying that, yo, this headline is useless. This article is useless. People who are getting depressed over this situation don't need to see these kind of stories again. Yeah. And when they say that if this is what the Atomodiki are hearing, I can kind of see their point in a way of like, okay, this could paint a bleak and hopeless future. Yeah. People who are not knowledgeable on the Tuha situation or on the Uduata raids are just going to have the same perspective of xenophobia, though. And that's kind of why I think this article is important. Mm. 
Next comments from Alex. Nobody alive today was here 200 years ago. Somehow we find a way forward. A person can't wallow in the things that have happened to them. Neither should a culture. Sorry if this offends anyone, but we must move forward. Yeah, I'm offended. Look, if we do not understand history, then we are doomed to repeat it. Mm. Listen to unpack. We can't move on until we fully understand what's happened in the past and what is currently happening from all the letters that we have read, all these comments we've read, all this BS that we've seen people sprout. Ask yourself if we're ready to move on as a nation. Fucking floored this somebody. You have one new voicemail message. Message received today at 12.01pm. What up, I'm Pac. Hope you all are doing well and staying warm, family. Growing up in New Zealand, I was always inferior to people because of the colour of my skin.